0: coob's house all right so on wednesday night there were multiple reports circulating both about a big 12 deal with the espn and a pac-12 deal being dead with espn and then the pac-12 deal wasn't dead maybe kind of sort of what's it all mean you are locked on Coops, your daily podcast on the houston cougars part of the locked on podcast network your team every day Welcome to Locked On Cougs, the daily podcast about your Houston Cougars. I'm your host, Houston Morton, teacher and coach, Parker Angels that have break down all things Cougs, if you're a U of H fan, or just a hater can step by, please be sure to subscribe down below. That way you get the latest on the Cougs in your news feed each and every day. We appreciate you making Locked on Cougs your first listen of the day. Uh, Welcome back, every day. It's good to see you again on the YouTube channel. Um, This week we've talked things like going into the NFL draft, coming out of the NFL draft, guest guys from Houston going into the NFL, and a whole bunch of other stuff. I remember we're giving a hat away. Actually, I have said hat where to go, right here. Uh, Cougar paw on the front locked on there, look go see all that fun stuff on the side, Nike dry fit hat, um, to one lucky listener, so make sure you hit subscribe down below we get to 1,250 subscribers, and comment and like so we know that you are interested, and in, uh, if after talking about the Pac-12, the Big 12, and all the different things that are going on in conference alignment right now, and how that pertains to Houston, you're not very interested, tell us, okay, some people do this the right way, and some people do this the wrong way. Do you go sock sock shoe shoe or sock shoe sock shoe? All right. So today we're gonna to do three different things here. One, we're talk about this report on the Pac-12 and ESPN being done with the Pac-12, what that could have meant for the Big 12. But then the report afterwards that it might not actually all happen, and all that in the air. Second, the more concrete report we're gonna look at is looking at how uh, ESPN is looking to expand, or Brett Yolmark specifically looking to expand um, the. Packed or the Big 12 coverage, and then on our third segment, we're talking about why all of that may, in a countdown kind of fashion, be very, very good for Houston. Let's start with the most intriguing rumor on Wednesday night, even if it is just a rumor. So let's like lay out a timeline here. First, uh, Dennis Dodd of CBS Sports reported that ESPN was out of the Pac 12 deal, they're officially having to explore the Pac 12 that is, explore other options. ESPN apparently would reportedly work with some sort of like a smaller package of marquee games, but was not going to take on the week in week out of, of the Pac-12 anymore for some kind of a deal that they were looking to work with. Um, interestingly enough, they were not going to go full picture with that. we we'll get that more in a moment. Um, the Pac-12 media deal itself currently ends on July 1st, 2024, and obviously the member schools need to find out what is happening next or find a way to get to some other place next. So it's a big deal um, because frankly, the entire report is phrased as if ESPN were telling the big 12, this news. And it's all the report from CBS sports is all about how the big 12 is the one that knows this information and therefore leaking it um, more than a moment. But I will say that it was later pulled out from the athletic uh, Nicole Arbach. Uh, college football reporter there, reports that um, the Pac-12 was still in talks with ESPN as of Wednesday and that there may not be as much truth to that as was initially reported by CBS Sports. Whatever you think here. I'm a whether smoke, there's fire kind of guy, generally speaking, because I don't know how else you're planning on creating smoke. TTSB, not science, I guess. Um, But I I look at this thing, a couple of things. One, um, ESPN is... Like has a bigger picture of what's happening out here, right? They understand that if they get, don't get on this PAC 12 deal, the whole conference is at risk of collapsing. And that may actually make their other properties like the big 12 more valuable. The other piece of this too, is that, um, outside of ESPN, like Fox, was not going to pick up a, every game in the conference kind of deal banning stretch. No traditional sports like mega players are looking to get into what the PAC 12 was selling. um, they were looking at some deals with like NBC Universal and the USA Network, and those are okay, but they're not going to get you the dollar amount that ESPN and Fox, as a conglomeration, were going to bring to the table like they did for the Big 12. In all honesty, it looks like a Pac 12 deal without ESPN is going to be roughly $10 million a year less to member schools. Than a Big 12 deal would be. We've been following this along very really closely. You can go back and look. You can also check out Locked on Big 12 because Josh is doing a great job covering this from a conference level each and every day. This pertains to Houston, though, because um, the idea here is that theoretically, if the Pac 12 were to crumble, some of those corner four schools, Colorado, Arizona, um, you can even get into like the West Coast schools like Cal, Oregon. UW, right, suddenly, for all intents and purposes, they're homeless, right, because their deal runs out in uh, 2024, right, the July 1st, 2024, and the Big 12's TV deal, which they're all still pushing themselves into, starts in the 2025-26 school year. I think everyone's, like, learned about how the conference is expanding next year, the 2023-24 school year, and then we're losing uh, UT Austin and Oklahoma in the 2020. 425 school year. But the TV deal is set to start in twenty-five twenty-six, And that means that the Big 12 and thus Houston have some time to figure out who's going to be included in that deal still if we want to like lump some of those teams in between now and then. The other piece of this is um, is that the Big 12 deal will end in 2031, which is just after the big 10 deal in so if you're in the big 12 in the 2025 deal you'd have to do a whole lot of legal jumping out of hoops and stuff like that and payments to get out of it to then get into the big 10 with that crossover in time happening i guess theoretically a big you know shoe salesman uh in charge of an Oregon department might have that kind of cash but generally speaking most schools would not right and so you theoretically would be in for the long haul the other reason i like the big 12 deal for it's worth and that your are is smart here is uh, your mark being the commissioner of the Big 12, I should say. We've mentioned his name before in previous episodes, but if you're new here, he's commissioned the Big 12. Um, the reason I think he's smart here is that he's opened up the possibility in the 2031 deal to have a basketball-only and a football-only and all the other sports on streaming services-only kind of deals. He's already laid the groundwork for that to be innovative and new. Meanwhile, the SEC, who could very well be the biggest competitor for the Big, the Big 12 at that point... Because who knows how the Big 12 and Pac- and a uh, Big 10 are competing if the Pac 12 is gone, et cetera. If you're looking to make the jump into the next like echelon there, uh, the SEC deal isn't up until 2034. So they're locked into whatever deal they get. And I think adding UT Austin, Oklahoma does improve their revenue a little bit. They're locked into that system until 2034, right? And so suddenly this like shorter deals is looking a lot better for Big 12 and Houston, for Houston specifically. And I said this a moment ago it improves competition level a little bit, right? Um, suddenly, Houston has a foot in the door in, if they were to add some of those corner forward schools, into the Arizona markets, into Colorado and Dion, into, frankly, California and the Northwest, right? Like, those areas of the country suddenly become recruiting grounds for Houston if they're in the same conference. Anyway, if they don't, I think that's why this is so important to Houston. The other piece of this is, is if you can add some big-name programs that TV deal can be worth a lot in 2031. We mentioned how those teams could very well be locked in. And that TV deal being worth even more in 2031 could mean even more money in that facilities game. We talked about Houston needing to catch up. and Even more money plugged into uh, locker rooms and workout facilities and, and stadiums and all of the things that Houston needs to catch up to the Power Five in, in a lot of ways can be invested in with just more money there. You can improve coaching staff by paying higher wages, right? Like those kinds of things come out of this. And that's why getting into those markets and growing the big 12 is so important to what Houston does as a school looking to get into the power five for the first time next football season. Now, there um, may be, that may just be steam and smoke, baby, nothing. There are more concrete things changing in the big 12 very soon, for Brett Yourmark that I want to get to in a moment. But first, I want to get to our Frenchman built bar. So if you're looking for a delicious snack but don't want all the sugar and calories, they need the best tasting protein bar ever built. Trust me, you gotta try this. If you're like me and you don't make or you do wanna make healthier snack choices, but you don't want to compromise on taste. I've got just a thing for you: built bars and built puffs. Built bars are healthy and taste amazing. Seriously, they taste so amazing, you won't think that they're good for you. You've got to try this. What makes Built Bar so good? Well, for starters, they're covered in 100% real dark chocolate. That's right, real chocolate. And they come in unbelievable flavors like churro, peanut butter brownie, and cookies and cream. I'm not sure how Built does this, but these bars taste like a candy bar while maintaining amazing macros. And what's even better is that they are healthy, only 130 calories, 4 grams of sugar, and a whopping 17 grams of protein than most bars. And now you don't need to wait to get a box. We for years we've been talking about it through Locked On going to built or built.com to get your built bars. But now you can also go to your local Walmart or Sam's Club and specifically get flavors uh, like specialty flavors at built.com as well. That's right. You can head to your nearest Walmart today. Walk to the pharmacy section, grab yourself a box of Built Bars, you can pick up a four bar box of Cookies and Cream. March Madness is right around the corner. If you want to win your office pool, you need to stay caught up with all the college basketball action with the Locked On College Basketball Podcast. Every Monday, Andy Patton and Isaac Shade recap the biggest stories in college basketball, keep you up to date on the NCAA tournament bubble, and get you ready for the upcoming week of games. From the Big East to the Mountain West and everywhere in between, Andy and Isaac have college hoops covered on the Locked On College Basketball Podcast. Available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team, every day. Double chocolate, coconut puff. If you're more of a Sam's Club person, you can run and grab a 13-bar box of hip flavors like brownie batter puff and the churro puffs you can thank me later. Thank me later when you go try that uh, coconut almond. I'm telling you... Almond Joy-esque. It's really, really good. Go try that. Go to belt.com for specialty flavors or your local Walmart or Sam's Club today. All right. So I mentioned that there's some concrete changes coming to the Big 12. And I think that this is where your mark strengths are going to show up and where your mark's going to help Houston. So in the second segment, I talk about what the changes are, um, and maybe where they help Houston more broadly. But my third segment, I've got five things that I think Houston benefits from very directly here. So the report that uh, went viral from a number of different places, a number of different outlets reporting, outlets reporting on Wednesday is that there's going to be a more modern broadcast of games in the big 12. Um, now for all intents and purposes, I don't think this means like 40 televisions or things like that. What they're looking at here are things like live in-game interviews. So in-game you'll hear from coaches players, staff, right? While the action is happening in a college football game, right? Um, The goal is to have things like locker room access for the media partners, ESPN and so on, before and after the game. Then you can have live audio of coaches before and after games, potentially halftime as well, a couple reported. This is all being discussed this week at spring meetings, and it feels like this is one of those moments where Again, I'm a smoke and fire kind of guy. Those things all go together. But your mark is a different type of commissioner. He's not a typical college president. He's not a typical college guy. He's really a businessman in the marketing business and the sports marketing business specifically. Remember, he comes from entertainment. His earliest like, real jobs were all selling TV deals to local sports teams in the Midwest. So as early as the earliest part of the man's working career he was looking to go find other ways to get the teams in his market at the time it was the Midwest, Milwaukee's and things like that on television. Right, he was trying to get those teams on television. Um, more recently, he worked in the Nets on the TV side, of, on the uh, TV marketing side of things, on the on the business side. Worked with Jay Z and the Brooklyn era Nets as well, and then left with Jay Z to go start Rock Nation Sports and was actually the CEO and president of. Rock Nation Sports, the uh, agency, right? And while they that company fed a lot off of JT's name, likeness, uh, frankly his like aura, a lot of the dirty work in building that company, and I mean dirty work because it's hard to do, not because it was anything you know, bad. A lot of that dirty work was Brett Yormark, right? A lot of that legwork and building up the business there, and what is now a successful sports agency was one. Brett or your mark. Um, now my question in reading these reports about having modern uh, broadcasts and stuff like that is are you pulling people out of like off of the sideline akin to like the you know you see TNT they pull a coach off during a TV timeout or whatever to talk to the guy and they play it while the game is happening after the TV timeout um, or is this going to be like mic'd up live wires um, how in depth are these interviews uh, it, et cetera? I also wonder in reading this report, kind of um, how much infrastructure this takes in the building, right? Because if this is like mic'd up, I think that's fairly simple to do. We see, you know, NFL mic'd up. That's one of the best things on TV sometimes, right? I can see, like, I can vividly remember hearing like Ray Lewis around, like you hear the car crash that is a tackle he's involved in. Um, but I, I wonder if it's going to be something like that, or it wasn't very specific. Is this going to be like live hot mics on the sidelines? And it's like, Hey, you know, uh, Donovan Smith or Lucas Coley, whoever's starting quarterback next fall, after the drive, you're going after a touchdown. Once you've talked to the coach for a second, you're going to go talk to this live microphone on the side. Like that's just part of the gig, right? That's part of our money. That's how we get to pay for this fancy stadium. Um, I I don't know what my preference there on non uh, miked up situations would be. I would kind of hope, because I'm more familiar with it, I guess, to have more of the traditional um pulling a person at a tv timeout kind of situation um a i think that is always you know as valuable insight as you're going to get in the moment uh, i also think it's interesting that if you have the camera shot on that too you can kind of tell a lot from body language and sometimes that's more <laughs> than like what is happening in the uh in the actual words that coach is saying right? like if they're Zoomed in on Coach Popovich and San Antonio Spurs. Um, you can generally get a lot more from his body language and the quote itself um, in those kind of in- instances. And so, I'd you know, i mean, I'd be interested to see that kind of thing. What I really, really hope, though, is, is this is kind of going back to the top of my notes here, is that this is more of the mic'd up model because I love the vulnerability and the authenticity of mic'd up moments. I think that it gives college kids a chance to be like very like enjoyable people because we get to like actually know them at their best and best moments and their most vulnerable moments. Um, We get to know them as people in a different way. They're out there doing this thing that they're passionate about and love. And we passionately cheer them on, but like having those moments to share with them would be really, really nice. The other thing I will say is, and um, frankly, it's interesting to me watching this. um, Houston's got a lot of talented people, on campus, right? I mean, Kelvin Sampson is one of the best coaches in America and all college basketball. And arguably, one or two more Final Fours under his belt, and he might be one of the best coaches of all time, right? Like, like he really, he's really close. He's knocking down that door, right? Um, say what you want about Dana Holgerson, um, there are a lot of people that would like to have him calling their offense because of the offensive mind that he is, right? And I think, interestingly enough, having these moments where if they're on like a hot mic, a mic'd up kind of thing. Um, understanding they probably won't leak X's nose talk too, too terribly much. Um, and nothing that's not vague anyway. I think that gives us all a chance to get to know them. Um, and that's actually going to be included in my in my section in a moment. And the third thing I'm going to talk some about what this really means and how this is a good thing. I got five reasons this could really help the University of Houston. So let's get to those reasons. Um, first, you know, uh, I mentioned Dana and I mentioned Samson. Both of them are alike to me in one thing. They both seem to actually kind of hate Dana more than just kind of talking to the media in the more formal post-game pressers. I don't mean to say that they're intentionally rude. I don't mean to say that they always get the best questions or whatever. I don't mean to say that anyone else is, is not at fault. But Dana and Samson do not like talking to people after a game. They'd rather be with their team be with their staff, etc. right? Having these in-game moments, especially if they're spontaneous, authentic, and, like, real, may make us all feel more connected to them. It also could shed more light on them as actual people. Like, I think, for what it's worth, and, and Dana has said things that upset me, so I don't mean to, like, completely give him a, a pass here, but I think he's also just kind of a different guy. There are people all across the college football landscape that really, really like him, right? Um, Samson, we all know, as a great Hall of Fame or soon to be Hall of Fame basketball coach. 700 wins, right? Uh, the Final Four, a couple Pro, like all of those things, right? But also, like, there's a different Samson that the kids and staff know than the one you and I know on a daily basis. Um, and getting a chance to have more you know, light shit on that would be great for us as, fans of the team as people that work with the team as people that love enjoying this program these programs but also it's great for recruiting right you're putting those personalities in the front door of the recruits on their television now um that's my fifth thing fourth thing now um say what you want about dana because obviously i just said i think that he's got a chance to be interesting in this say what you want about samson i think we probably both say positive things about samson this is also a chance for them to show off, right? Um, you know, if you're a quarterback in high school, kind of like who do I want to go play for? And Dana is calling up plays and ball gets picked off because it's the wrong read or whatever. The way Dana and Coley or Smith talk about that as they come off the field is suddenly like something that the recruit can, comm- oh, that's that's gonna be me one day, right? Um the other thing I think here too is that um, you also, if to more of a live mic situation, can kind of see more about what the thought process is and things like onside kicks or things like going forward and fourth down or things like, um, you know, when you're rotating guys in the second half of a basketball game or, or what are calling offensive sets versus letting it free flow or whatever, right? You can kind of get a glimmer of or a, a chance to look in at. What is going on there? So that's my fourth thing is we get to know more about what's going on between these guys' ears as well as the players, right? The quarterback can come over and talk about what he saw in this play, that play, in these kind of situations. Uh, low post man come down and tell you where he felt the double team from, where he didn't feel the double team from, right? Or he's helping off the backside to try and defend the rim where he did and didn't see or what he did and didn't think he had going on behind him as far as helping the helper, right? Those kinds of things can be a big, big part of this. Which leads to my third thing. You know I'm an ex's and junkie and a nerd a little bit about this kind of stuff. Um, any chance to get more insight on what these guys are doing, and that is a net positive, right? I maintain that um, what Houston is doing in both football and basketball on offense and defense is complex. Um, I know that I can see you typing away right now. I understand you disagree with me. Um, but I, I really do think there is some complexity to what Houston does on both sides of the football and in basketball games, even if you think they're just running a, quote, pro-style basketball offense or whatever, right? If this potential new level of coverage offers more insight on that, that makes us all smarter too. Right now, I don't imagine to give away a whole bunch of, like, specific details because suddenly then the Big 12 could be at a disadvantage in things like bowl season or March Madness. But I do think there's a chance that, like, talking through a double-drag screen, or talking through a mesh concept things are just kind of basic terms that we throw around but like what are they emphasizing could happen very quickly right um the second thing i think that is really really important about this the second thing i think that could help houston on this is we're building brand new facilities vertita is not very old they're already talking about breaking ground and new practice or updating practice facilities and so on uh they're just said as recently as was it Tuesday that uh, athletic director Chris Pesman mentioned that they're gonna spend 14 million of the new uh, 14 million dollars of the new naming rights for TDECU. 14 million of those dollars alone are going directly into building new practice facilities, right? So suddenly all of this mic'd up type of coverage, talking to guys in pre and post game and locker rooms, that is a chance to really show off what we got. Right, our stuff is about to be brand new, and this is a chance to put that out to the world. Right, putting that on television for people watching University of Houston games with some level of interest, something like, "Oh man, look at that locker room stuff. Oh man, look at the tunnel they're walking. Through. Oh man, like is that their weight room? What are they walking about? All of a sudden, the level of intrigue ramps up because again, Houston's got new stuff, and frankly. If watching those games, you realize, oh, wait, Houston's a little far behind, it might also drive up some of those donation dollars once the comparison of that is on TV as well. I don't know which way. It, we'll talk about which way it goes. I guess what happens. But I think that could be a real positive here is either it shows off what we got or it shows off what we doesn't and hopefully drives that point home as well. But the biggest and best thing I think this does for Houston is um, with the basketball team, the men's basketball team, we talk a lot about the word culture right, um, with the football team just the other day, we had a little bit of a, a spat between former players and current players about the transfer portal on Twitter. And we talked about that. It was a little bit of fun to talk about Twitter fingers. Either way, what's very, very evident is in both programs, the guys here, the guys on campus, really, really, really are tightly bonded, right? The football team could have split into factions when that happened. Night. I mean, there are guys on this team that are fans with – Cameron. There are people on this football team that are uh, friends with guys like Alton McCaskill, but they defended themselves, the program, and what they're doing at the University of Houston first and foremost in the public when they could have just kept the phone in in their pocket or put the phone down, right? The culture thing of Houston basketball, I mean, you just saw like it was Kyler Edward's birthday this week, and you saw like how like welcoming the whole campus was to back to him as far as like the basketball team of program goes. Those guys are tightly knit in a way that like the road trips, the way they Josh on the sidelines, you can watch them in a pregame, they got five of them sitting on the bench shooting, uh, shooting, and they like, have a shooting contest from the bench when they have their downtime. Like those guys are laughing and Josh is having a great time. That's a like, well, well, well knit together team as well. This is a chance to show that part of the program off the nation as well there's a chance for the entire country and kids across the country like oh, kid, like what's the deal with houston you know it's a big city great culture great food uh lots of opportunity in the city of houston but like what about the athletic program what's going on you can see the kids in the program living out that culture as well it's no longer just the highlight or the low light of man jack and sam brown getting a spat on the sideline it's also Matthew Golden and Tank Dell creating a real, real bond of a mentor mentee kind of thing throughout the season as well. Right. It's also Jamal Shed and Marcus Sasser being like this, like brother like relationship in the backcourt for Houston. It's also the way the whole team lifted Jarrett throughout his freshman season, all the growth that he made, over the course of course. It's all of those things. And I think that's really important to see in pushing this program forward as well. Um, because frankly, that's the thing that I think Houston and that athletic programs does fairly well. The teams are very well bonded. They do play qu- hashtag for the city, right? They really do in large part do this together. And we'll talk at a later date about how the football program may be intentionally weeding some of the people that aren't into that out <laughs> in the transfer portal, long, long offseason ahead of us. Right. Um, but in the immediate future, if we can get some way to show that of part of the program off, we've got to take it. Now, if you think there are other things I missed or other things you would think are positives or negatives about the increased media exposure of the football and basketball programs through this new marketing deal your Mark is talking about, feel free to comment down below. In fact, I encourage you to comment down below. I may respond even. Or find me on Twitter. I'm at Painsworth512, P-A-I-N-S-W-O-R-T-H-512. On Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, all your social media handles, we'll be able to talk all things Cougs, all things uh, the Rockets, I guess, the when's the draft lottery next week. Yeah, next week. Um, I can talk. Astros are kind of up and down these days. The Texans just drafted Tank Dell. We'd love to talk about them. Then D'Amico Ron's a great hire for them, too. Super, super fun time in Houston sports to be a fan. U of H is a big part of that. Let's talk. Cooks, find me on Twitter. Um, the other thing I want to say is thank you for making us your first listen of the day. If you're looking for a second listen of the day, I want to make sure you go check out this new series, Locked On, started this year in 2023, called "Paving the Way." It's looking at people that have paved the way in the sports media industry and their journeys to getting there. It's a great, great Locked On product. It's a really, really cool thing that Locked On is doing. So make sure you go check that out for your second listen of the day. Thank you so much for tuning in to Locked On Coops Day. Locked On Coops, a the Locked On podcast network. That means your team every day. Go Coops!